All right, boys, welcome back to the next episode of TRP After Dark. You have me, it is written, and uh, your co-host, DTC. What's up, DTC? Hey, man, how's it going? You have a fun weekend? Fuck yeah. Uh, another simulation weekend, back-to-back. Ugh, I know that's your thing, but... Before we get into that, and before we get into the next topic, which is how to get people interested in you, and more importantly, obsessed with you, let's talk about the last weekend we were together. So um, DTC and I spent some time at my house. We we went out, we had some funsies. And it was mostly a dude's weekend, but on that particular Sunday night, I texted some people that I wanted to come out with us. And... At the, at the end of the night, what happened was it was me, OLTR, who was driving us, DTC, and a friend of ours. And she was dropping us all off at the place. So I said, hey, boys, go into the place where we were going to meet the girls. And uh, I, you know, I had some oysters with OLTR. We had a nice time. All of a sudden, I get a text. It's like, hey, we're already here. Oh, fuck. In my mind... You know, at 22, I would have been panicking. I would have been like, how do I deal with this? What do I do? Oh, my God. But instead, I just, I texted DTC and I said, hey, man, uh, she's going to be looking for you. She's looking for you specifically because she knows what you look like. Uh, You're going to need to manage this. Here's who she is. Here's who her friend is. Pick this up. So what happens after that, DTC? So I'm sitting at the bar with Ghost. We just got ourselves some nice Mezcal Palomas. And all of a sudden I hear, hey, DTC. And I turn around and two beautiful black women are standing in front of me. And I walk over to them and hug them both and then say, "Uh, waitress, we're going to go sit at this booth back here in the end, okay? I want to be super private. Is that cool? She's like, perfect. So we walk back there with the girls and we sit down and we get a menu and we order drinks. About... 10 minutes goes by and we're all in the booth together it's four of us it's two girls two guys and then all of a sudden written shows up sitting in like the presidential chair like he's interviewing all of us looking dope as fuck in a suit just stunting super hard so imagine a u it's a u-shaped booth and i walk in i'm like hey sorry i'm late and i and and keep in mind that i did not know this girl's friend this girl and i had been on I don't know, one and a half dates, let's call it straight. But, you know. Talk about this girl first. Can you intro her? uh, She's a being. She's an Instagram model in the purest sense, which is that she actually knows how to make connections and get things for free. And uh, if, God, you know what? Thankfully, it's TRP After Dark, so I can say. She goes on vacations for free, but she's not the one who gets peed on. Yeah. And then also what else like well uh she has interesting friends and the people that she brought out that night were actually her close friends so the joys of that particular night were i i had two people who needed to be introduced to the game not necessarily introduced i would say ghost needed to be introduced dtc i knew i had my back but sitting there in the circle booth i sit down and i say hey everybody how are you doing and the universal answer back is, oh, we're doing great. I'm like, thank you. Where's friend number three? How long did it take friend number three to arrive, did you see? Uh, I don't know. It was probably like an hour, I would say. 30 yeah. Minutes, somewhere in between yeah. there. Island girl time, island girl time. But in the middle, you know what? We're, we're putting arms around each other. We're making friends. We're doing friends. We're having funsies. We're drinking. We're having a good time. Yeah, so essentially I was like, hey, we should order shots. And then they were like, well, hold up. Uh, Homegirl's going to come through because the other two girls were having a great time. So when you need to pull a third girl for the third homie, they have to make sure that everything is right because she's not going to come out if things are not super right. And so the other girls subcommunicated, hey, these guys are all good. Come out. You're right, man. And I forgot that point. We, We held off on that shot. And that was a Casamigo shot. That was not a that was not a short shot. That was a good shot. And to be fair, because you guys had worked the bartender so well before I came there, it was like an ocean of a shot. I mean, this must have been three shots in one. Do you remember that? Dude, I just blanked out. Like I just lost connection or something for like a good 20 seconds. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, um, so 
uh, for everybody who's listening, it was like a rocks glass, but it was filled up to, you know, the, not the brim, but where, where the edges start to come up to the brim. <laughs> it was bad. And by bad, I mean, wonderful. Yeah. So I missed everything before that. I don't know what happened to my internet connection. I just, I lost everything. Oh, I was saying that when the when when the Casamigos shot came, uh -huh. the third, when the third goal, yeah, when A came, yeah, um, it was it was a huge shot. It was yeah, a it was, monster shot. It was perfect, and the girls, um, like you have to make fun of girls. So uh, V was like breaking out the salt and like pouring it on her hand, like she was in fucking college. In oh, college. she was putting on a yeah, like I would say it was putting on a clinic, but actually she was just like shaking the entire salt shaker onto her fucking thumb. So I've never had this happen until recently, but uh, my previous really hot Dominican girl, uh, Y, uh, one night at a bar, she took uh, lime and put it on my neck and then put salt on my neck, took a shot and then sucked it off my neck. And I've never had that happen before. That was interesting and new. I didn't know that was a thing. Did she like push her fingers in to make a divot? How did this work? Uh, what? What do you mean? Like, so she put salt and lime on her on her neck on, on your my neck. neck on my neck on your neck, like, and then took the shot in her mouth and then sucked the salt and the lime off your neck. Yeah, it was just on my neck. It was very interesting. Oh, no, no, That's no. A, I'm sorry. She she put the the lime in my mouth and kissed it out of my mouth. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. But yeah, sucked the salt little, off my neck. There we go. All right. Yeah. Well, damn. Those are some fucking logistics I haven't seen before. Yeah, she was weird. She like brought out whipped cream and things, and I was like, I don't need food for sex. Like, we can just not do that. <laughs> we could just we, fuck. Like, like this I'm, is not I'm varsity cool blues. Like, I don't need whipped cream <laughs> on your tits. Like, we don't need to do varsity blues at all. Like, I'm good. Uh, I worry. Yeah, you know, you know, someone taught her that. Someone taught her that. I was like, this is the only way I can get off. Someone told her it was really hot, and I was like, it's not really that hot. It's fine. So back to the bar. So everything's great. And then V is like, hey, we're going to switch venues. And I was like, okay, I guess we're switching venues. And so we went over to somewhere else around the corner, essentially. I don't even know how far it was. I have no idea where we were. And it we was sit less down. than 50 feet away. It was, really it was close. very close. And so we sit down at the bar. And now we're all very spread apart. Before, we were in a very intimate booth. And now we're all spread apart. So essentially, Written has his girl. Uh, uh, ghost has his girl i have my girl we're all separate essentially but we're all together kind of so we're drinking we're hanging out we're vibing everything's going great and i go to kiss my girl and she like i i go to kiss her like low-key and she kind of like fades her cheek away and so i whisper in her ear i'm like i understand it's because your friends are here like i get it <laughs> it's totally fine and then i come back and i kiss her anyway like even though she said no like with her face i still like grabbed her face and fucking kissed her yeah, and to to be fair, DTC. As soon as I see that, I start I start sucking face with my girl too, just yeah. to, just to get the vibe going, you right? Know? And so that was such a clutch move because now the girls feel comfortable because they're not being slut shamed. And also, no one's women, being no one's being sluts. We're just hanging out. We're having good times. We're men so and women. Women don't want to be seen as bad people, and that's all they care about. They don't care about other women. They just care about what those women think of them. It's all about perception. So if they feel different, then it's it's a problem. So as long as everyone's doing the same thing, everything's cool. So she says to me, "Hey, let's let's uh let's take a walk. Let's go outside." And we go outside, and it's like kind of raining, and uh, we start walking towards this area that has an awning, and it's like a closed business, and we get like right to the super close to making out. Everything's and it's a passed out drunk. So we went back to where we were, sat essentially on the front steps of this restaurant and sat on a booth making out. She's straddling me and making me. Everything's going great. And uh, I pick her up because girls never think them up. They think that they're way too because that's how girls are. Like taller. They think. I mean, to be fair, she's like, what, 5'10? Yeah, I don't think she's five, bro. She's like 5'6. She was, she was bigger than the average bitch, though. She heels on, dude. I don't know. She to me, she was not. I date tall women, you know, six feet tall. She was not tall, uh, but anyway, she was a woman like she was, she was body Caribbean. Well, no, she was, she was bodied up, she was bodied up. She had a on her for sure, and picked her up and just like found and kissed her. When you do that, girls literally giggle. they just giggle. Yo, DTC, you're, you're, you're struggling with the audio, you gotta get closer. <laughs> No, I'm literally my face is in front of it. It's uh, I think it's Wi-Fi. Well, then get a little further back. No, I think it's Wi-Fi. All right, there we go. You good? You good? So, all right. So, so she's straddling you. You're making out. When does the guy harass you on the street? 
yeah so the dude walks by and yells something at us and i was like that guy doesn't matter we're making out who cares so we're making out and then i just pick her up and i'm like we're done here let's go inside and that's you always need to break off the make out session don't let them get bored you need to pick them up and be like we're done here and so i walk her back inside smack her in the ass we go inside sit down and then we're trying to figure out logistics and this is the interesting part and i would actually like you to tell the story because i don't want to add too much color to it well i mean once you come back in uh it gets a little crazy because we realize that we have to leave uh the bar is shutting down everything everything's over at this point it's over for underself um so i know that you and her are mashed up i don't know about v and our third party me and the female v yeah i don't know that all having been said i said okay here's what's happening tonight i gotta get these guys on a plane tomorrow it was nice seeing you thanks for coming out I give my salute, I get an Uber, we start going home. But then a wrench comes in the phrase. What, what, how did you get control of that car exactly? So uh, we're on the street corner and I tell V and the other girl, I'm taking this girl home. Like we're going home together. I'm going to her house, like I don't care. I'll drop you off. And so this girl doesn't let anyone drive her car. It's like her prized possession. She doesn't trust anyone. She doesn't believe in anyone, but for whatever reason, she felt like I was God and she could trust me because I made her feel that I was trustworthy. So she jumps in a car with a complete stranger and is willing to let me drive, even though we've been drinking all night. But girls are willing to break all the rules if you're if you're dope. Like you have to be the type of guy that just makes her feel a certain way that her brain stops working. Yeah, you if you make if you built it, if you built it up sufficiently, then then all the rules are off the table. Yeah. So here's breaks. so and I have to cop. Here's where I fuck up because I'm I'm going home in the Uber with uh, our boy V, not the female V, and I get a call from my girl V. It was like, hey, like, and I was like, oh, we already discussed this. I'm going home, so I hang up. I get a call from my homie DCC, and he's like, hey. <laughs> and we didn't know the shot. So for anyone who hasn't seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, this was our mistake. We didn't discuss the shot. So he's like, hey, uh, where are we going? And I was like, are you driving the car? He's like, yeah. So I was like, all right, fine. Fuck you. Fuck you, asshole. No, that's Come actually here. not true. You told me no, which is what I wanted you to say because I was supposed yeah. to drive her home. And she was saying, he's about to give me an address. And I said, he would never give you an address. Give me your fucking phone. <laughs> And she's like, yeah. no, he's going to give me an address. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call him and make sure that he's not giving you an address because he's not. Yeah. And so we're just yeah, driving towards to your house, right? So we're I driving to towards it, your yeah. house. I wanted to get off the exit. And I was like, what exit? What exit? They wouldn't tell me. They wouldn't tell me the exit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is not cool. But yeah, eventually I copped to it. And then, you know, everyone came back to my house. We had some funsies. Eh, it, it worked out fine. So this is where it got fun, right? So we're we're driving on the highway he's ubering i'm i'm doing like a hundred something and the girls are having yeah. a great time you, you be there <laughs> yeah i i smoked them they left before me i had to go into a parking garage these dumb bitches don't know where they park so i was to find out everything i'm using like echolocation to find their vehicle find it for them and successfully drive them you know 30 minutes uh north i believe and we're doing like a hundred something we're just flying it was great it was a good time and uh we get to the house and i immediately change into my party clothes which is me wearing just shorts and uh that's how i roll like if i'm in my house i'm just wearing shorts and if you're uncomfortable with me being shirtless that's too bad for you and we're sitting out on the porch and we're drinking slot waters uh trademarked by written and uh we're we start talking about the khabib fight actually no Ghost was wrestling with my girl. He like was doing some sambo and like throwing her around apparently. All right, hold up, DTC. We got a caller. Oh. Deads has a question about how much is too much comfort? Throw them in, boys. One, two, three, four technical difficulties. Yo, this is so seamless. How about I just keep talking about my stuff? <laughs> yeah, just just, just roll with it. Just roll with it. He can interrupt me whenever he gets here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So I get there and the girls are oh here he is. All right, Des, what's up, bro? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. 
Oh, hey, all right. So my question is, I have two plates right now. One is very chill with my lifestyle. The other one is not. She has some mega dread going on to the point where it's kind of causing her, I guess, some issues internally. Uh, my aloof attitude towards the whole thing is bothering her quite a lot. My question is, um, well, what I would normally do is provide a bit of comfort. Is that the right move? And then how much is too much? Where do you think I should go with that? Uh, the the most important question is since you have one that's stable, why do you want the unstable one? Uh, I like to keep myself uh, with with the uh, abundance mentality. Having one on the side, I think, makes it better for me. But that's definitely a question I've asked myself multiple times. Well, how much effort is it worth? I mean, if, yeah, if it could be if it could be a small effort. If it could be a small amount of effort, then sure, of course, that's an easy solution. Mm -hmm. But how hot is not? she, dude? Is she a really good folk? Uh, six, we'll go with the six, yeah. Yeah, but how good is the sex? Yeah, pretty damn good. Yeah, <laughs> does she okay. fuck you better than the other plate who may or may not be hotter? I'm gonna say no, but only because <clears throat> the other plate who's more comfortable, um, with the way I am, we haven't gone gone been seeing each other as far and kind of haven't really got thing into the swing of things what's so the, the what's the time of the what, what's the time relationship difference so plate number one how long plate number one this is this would be three months now okay plate number two is six weeks six weeks okay yeah yeah so you haven't had enough time to assess no i can i can still feel that plate number two is definitely kicking goals over plate number one so but yeah i, I definitely need to assess the situation and maybe he's worth letting a break. Well, look, let me ask you a simple question. Do you want to invest more time into plate number two or do you want to find new plates? I think, I think the answer to that is yes, I do. Um, Why? I, her and I get along very well and I can see where it's going. I think like I've been spinning plates for a little while and I'm starting to really see where I do and don't like. And I guess that's the whole point of it. He's assessing what I do and don't like. I'm getting a lot of red flags with plate number one. Um, yeah. Okay, so you can you can see the disaster happening with plate number one, even though it hasn't happened yet. Whereas with plate number two, you're like, uh, you know, might take maybe a little this more will spin a little more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, plate number two definitely is is like ticking a lot more boxes earlier than any other plate that I've ever had, which is a good thing. Um, but are you are do you want an LTR? Is that why you're saying it's a good thing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there okay. is some here. All right. So, dude, it's super simple then. You just pick the girl who has more potential to become an LTR. And then you invest in her. And the other ones are just whatever. You just keep them spinning. But if I, you completely, actually... I completely disagree with this. Okay. Good. Finish your statement. No, no let, let, let me let DCC finish. My point is, if the girl that you like, that you see the most potential in, you invest the time in her. The other girl, you just keep spinning enough that when it breaks, it's not a big deal because you have the one that you really like. Uh, if you're actually looking for an LTR, then stick with the one that has the least amount of problem areas and try and work with her. But all girls can be molded and made into whatever you want. So just pick the one that you feel like is the most moldable that you can make her whatever you want. That's it. Having heard having heard that whole explanation, I don't disagree. But what I will say is that it's a woman's job to ask for commitment. Oh, and I, commitment doesn't oh, mean and commitment doesn't mean an exclusive relationship. It doesn't mean marriage. It doesn't mean kids. It just means an escalation of how much investment you're willing to give. That's Dude, it. Hundred percent. So pick the one who's most likely or is actually investing more. Whoever the biggest giver is, stick with that one. Facts. I like that a lot, especially because plate number two is very comfortable with how I am and the way I'm, I'm spinning plates, basically. <clears throat> plate number one isn't. So I could drop plate number one and pick up another one and still get that abundance feeling. Because I I mean, I struggle. Abundance is a hard thing, very hard thing to, to feel. Like. You can fight yeah, it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't overthink it like that, man. I'd just say yeah. keep, them keep them both. And if one becomes yeah. too much trouble, just drop the one that's too much trouble. Yeah, it's like imagine if you had making like all of your money and one that you made me on, and then and you, because you have real money. Yes, that's the point of spinning plates. Right? Yeah, you, you just yeah. Spin one, yeah. Good one, other ones simple, but if you just like oh, whatever. 
All right, Dad. Cool. It was enjoyable having you on. We got a we got an next caller. Thank Thanks, boys. Yo. All right, animal skins. What's up, bro? I heard you had a good question. Uh, this is for FL. Uh, animal skins. For FL. It's a different dude. All right, that's cool, man. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, man. Wait, hold on. Yeah, we can hear break? you just fine. All right, I'll go. We can hear you just uh, fine. So go ahead. My question <laughs> is, how do I stop seeking validation from the plates that I'm spinning? Let, let me know if you need more context around who I am and why I'm asking the question. Texas fan, but don't be super gay about it. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get an in-depth answer with a low-depth question. So what's your deal? Tell right, me your whole so, life story right now. But uh, not in, the, in a low-context, low un-homosexual version. I didn't say the F word, bro. <laughs> right. I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah, but but just let, let me know. Who are you? What, what What's your deal? And is that right. you in the picture? So I sort that that is me in the picture. Yes. Okay. So he's Chad. Sweet. Uh, I've okay. done. So I've been hang. I've been hanging around the right pill on Reddit for a few, maybe like three years at this point. I kind of identify a lot with DTC actually. For, uh, hearing your story. So when I was young, um, my father, my dad wasn't there. Uh, I think I spent totally total, maybe like two or three years with my dad. Um, so never grew growing up, never had a sort of male father figure. Um, so left home really, really early when I was still an early teen, uh, did the whole thing myself. Um, so at this point in my life, um, you can see the picture. So I'm about, you know, I, I've been doing lifting the whole time, um, maintaining seven to like eight person body fat pretty consistently. I'm doing fine career wise. Um, uh, so I right. launched. I got you, bro. So yeah. So you're a DTC child. You're basically someone who didn't get the love that they felt and they needed as a child and then created a persona to become a superhero. So that's why you look the way you do. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly you, right. Like You have to be I, your I, own superhero because you don't have one. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yep, yep. You're spot on. Like I've right. worked my ass off my entire life. Um, yeah. I've gotten to a really comfortable stage, you know, career-wise, finance-wise. Um, I'm in my early 30s. Um, I'm, at this point, I'm a multi-millionaire, so I'm, I'm all set with everything career-wise, but I'm spinning plates. And right now I'm spinning three girls, but when I'm hanging out with them, I'm, I still find myself seeking their validation. Like of I'm course. trying to impress yeah, them. I got I'm you doing things to, yeah. I, I how do I stop so, doing that? Okay. So here's how it works. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to diagnose you. You should probably go to a therapist to figure that piece out, but there's a good chance that if you're like me, you're a narc. And you need other people to tell you that you're beautiful so that you feel good about yourself. And that's just part of who you are. And I figured that out, that that was true. So now I've just recognized that that's who I am. And I desire other people to tell me that I'm good. I don't need it anymore, though. And that's where you need to get to. You can desire it. You can have it. It's good to have. But you can't make it like your lifeblood. Like if you don't have it, you die. And that's becoming a calibrated human being. You learn to not need people. You just want them. So right now you're needy. You need people to tell you that you're handsome. You need people to tell you that you're beautiful. And that's okay. But once you get to a certain point of competency, you start seeing yourself as who you are and you validate yourself internally. So I've done a lot of work to do internal validation and I'm still way, way off from where I need to be. It, it's, it's like forever. Like it's, it's really hard to fix this problem. It's not easy. So you're gonna have to be willing to invest and do some serious work. Are you willing to do that? Absolutely. Like work is all I do. Can give me some concrete steps? Like how do I get there? my, my interjection would be like this, which is that I, I think DTC is telling you a little bit of a lie because if you're really like him, then you need the narcissistic fuel. That's fine. 
That's what pushed you to be the type of person that you are. It's to develop a relationship that's healthy with your narcissistic fuel, which is that you need to be beautiful. You need to be cool. You need women to desire you. That's all fine. That just means you're built differently than other people. But if you develop a healthy relationship with your need for that, rather than being a slave to it, then you have a whole different outlook on life. Yeah, yeah. And to add to that, something that you taught me written specifically is mold it to be part of who you are so that you feel good about it. So that when other people are winning, you're winning too. Everyone wins when you do the red pill right. That's one of Ritten's lines that has stuck with me the most. When you do this right, everyone wins. Your manipulation, all the things you're doing to make yourself feel good, you make other people feel good in the process. And then everyone wins. But in in a, a plate relationship or a LTR, isn't being needy the ultimate turnoff? Do you have friends? Like, do you have really close friends that you can count on that are male? who like understand your problems, who you can talk to? The answer is no. Honestly, you're right. I used yeah. to, and my friends now are in like a serious relationship, married. Yeah, they're in serious relationships, so they hate on you for they hate on you for being hot or they're scared about you, yep. you stealing their girlfriends, right? Like, yeah. Joe, can you like Just, make a thing pop up yep. to tell him where to go? <laughs> no, but, but seriously, man, like just, develop relationships with people who aren't scared of who you are as a person. It's, it's, it's difficult. It takes super time. Uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. It was super uncomfortable for DCC when I did it to him. Mm -hmm. It's all good though. Like you have to expose yourself to other people. So if you don't have good dudes to be around, make that happen. Cause you're never going to find that through women. It's just, it's never going to happen. You, you need validation from bros more than you need validation from women. So you have to find that validation and, and get it not from women. And then once you get there, then you don't need women. You just want it. And it's all fun. It's great. It's major funsies. Yeah. But you're doing <laughs> all, right, all the so right things. Let me just get this straight. Let's see if I'm understanding. See if I'm understanding this correctly. So I, I should accept that. I'm the type of person that needs the validation from others. But instead of trying to get that validation from women, which is what I've been doing, I should develop stronger relationship with bros and get the validation from them, from male. And then at that point, I will be able to stop needing validation from women and just have fun with women. Is, is that right? I, I think that's a, that's a small piece of it. Um, men are not going to give you more validation uh, than women will, but being around men will help you to self-validate. They're going to help you push you in the right direction where you can learn to self-validate. And that's what we're trying to get towards is you don't need other people to validate you. You learn to validate yourself, which is what like self-soothing is. You know, when you're a little kid and you're upset and you don't know how to deal with stuff and you don't know how to self-soothe, that carries on to adulthood. And a lot of people, they feel anxiety, they feel all kinds of stuff and they don't know how to fix it and they run to other people to fix it. Once you learn how to fix it yourself, then you're in control of your whole life, your whole destiny. No one can touch you. All right. Yeah, I, I think it'll take me some time to digest, obviously, but uh, I think I have a sort of a vague direction of where to go. Let me leave you with one thing, which is if you could convince one person to start lifting like you've put the effort in, then and, and you build him up into the type of person that you are, physically nowadays and you give him that confidence you won't even need to talk to us anymore yeah so here's another cool thing what he just said was uh if you give something away that's how you get it and so it's a it's a strange thought but the way to stop thinking about yourself and your own problems is you you give you give away to other people that's a huge piece funny of enough doing. that's exactly what i did so, so that's exactly what I did with my bro, like quote unquote bro at this point, to be honest. Um, so I built him up and trained him. He didn't quite get to where I am uh, or where I was, but he got a, got a girlfriend, got into a long-term relationship and started becoming serious. And now we're starting to drift apart. So why are yeah. you sad about that? Why, why, are, you sad like about that. Building, why are you sad about building him up into a great relationship?
yeah, you sent him on his way. No, no, I'm not sad about it. I, yeah, no, I'm not sad about it. I, I feel like it's it's perfectly fine. But I don't know. Both of us know, picked up some saltiness in your tone, bro. Just out. Yeah, like wh- why be sad about that? <laughs> I build up people who leave me all the time. It's fine. Like I'm you just a leader. Graduate. That's what I do. That's what I do. Some people stick around. Some people they do don't. Do I just continue it's doing fine. that? Yeah, you just be a leader. Don't you want to be a leader? All right. Yes, I do. Yeah, I got. It. I got you. What you're saying. So, yeah. so continue doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so again, be comfortable. Be comfortable with building people up so much that they decide to leave you. That's fine. That's the core element of being a leader. Is being like, wow. Like you give them a salute, and you're like, I'm, I'm glad for you. Yeah. I don't again, need your validation anymore. It's also because you have so much to give that you give it away, not expecting anything returned, not even a thank you. None of it matters. You're giving it because you have extra. The bouncy balls. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the bouncy balls. The bouncy Fuck balls. They're just everywhere. Right. Who cares if they pick them up? <laughs> All right, that's dope. Let's get animal skins on here. Hey, yo, 4FL, you were a dope dude, but we yeah. got to get this other guy Also, you need to join the Discord. If you don't know what that is, uh, someone help him. Yeah. he should be part of us. I'm on there. I'm okay, on there. Great. I just joined maybe like two, three days ago. Perfect. Uh, welcome. All right, thanks. See you yeah. at my house soon. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool, guys. All right, Mike, let's go. Kick him, kick him off. Let's get the next one. That dude was great. I'll hang out yeah, with that guy. Yeah, he was great. All right, Animal Skins, what's up, bro? You better be as cool as that guy. No, that's um, <laughs> that's unnecessary. Come on. Um, Let I me s- fuck with people. Fuck you. To barely. Animal Skins, you got a working mic? How about now? That's a yeah, I hear you. A little better. Great. All right. Um, so my my question is, is that right now I'm doing well with work and um, well, and just in general, I'm doing well with where I want to go professionally. But my issue is that my my mother has multiple sclerosis, and I'm also watching it. Distri- like like kill my dad for the past like 10 years and actually like you know having that that uh making a a plan to move out and actually to start to date or or to start to live on my own is something which is quite quite tricky it's quite tricky because once one member of the of the family leaves then it's much more likely that the family will will break down because my mom is a she is a lot to handle so i was wondering that you know what is your take on trying to care for sick parents while also making sure that you have a multi-dimensional and fulfilling life. All right. I got this one. Um, so Please how do. big is your family? Uh, it's, it's five people. It's me, my sister, my brother, my, and my, my two parents. Okay. So you're a single unit and yeah. you're seeing a breakdown in the single unit. Slowly, slowly. Why, why do you feel, let, Let's start with this. And this is a very objective question. Don't mm-hmm. put your emotions into it. Why do you feel responsibility for the breakdown of the single unit? I I don't feel the responsibility for a, a breakdown yet. It's just more like I'm just watching a car crash in slow motion because with her particular condition. So you have anxiety. It, so you have anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your anxiety come from? Were they um, overbearing? They're not overbearing. It's just, it's more that about what I owe them, right? So just with like, you know, paying for my school and just, you know, pay, just like ha- I, having me here in a very... What you was know, your relationship with your parents like? Um, unlike most people that I've come across in this space, it's not been dysfunctional. That's good. At all, right? So I was actually quite blessed to have a very safe um like childhood but and it's a blessing and a bit of a curse because i was raised to be quite milk toast and, and where are you from safe. dude safe hmm? i'm from south asia okay yeah okay so um i had a great relationship with my parents as well so yeah. i get it like i felt i felt that filial piety in a big mm. way in a big way my question for you is, um, 
are your parents' affairs in order? Do they have their wills set? Are they legally set to pass off what's left of them to you if they're dying? I, I believe so. You believe so, but do you I, know? Have you ever asked I, the question like, hey, I've never asked the question, but I'm but but I'm sure it's it's there. Do if you want to be the do do you do you see yourself as growing into the man of the family? Uh, I see myself as going my own way. I don't see myself as trying to lead this part, this particular unit. That's, how old are you again? I'm sorry. How old are you? I'm now uh, I'm 27. Okay. Okay. So I hate to break it to you, man, but you occupy a dual role, which is where you want to leave. But mm. because of your small family structure, you will also have to inherit your family's problems if they die, mm -hmm. which seems inevitable. So you have to manage now two things, which is your family's affairs, number one, because you're going to become the man of the house once everyone's dead. And number two is you're going to have to, after you manage that, you're going to have to get over it and then go and live your life. Right. Do, you feel do you feel mentally ready for that right now? Have you um, even considered that as an option? The thing is, is that that's how I was raised. So I never had any any sort of, of like problem with taking on more of that role. Like so, the way that that I would see it as like that loyal son like profile, or maybe even more of a like plow horse like kind of role. But you know, since I've been in this space for about three years, well, mostly just like larping and like lurking, mostly not actually being red pill more red pill bro i get aware, it you're finding aware. a cognitive dissonance right now is that you want to be free because the red pill says be free but you feel <laughs> stuck to your family and it's a fucking anchor that's weighing you down you're like i want this to go away i want to do my own thing how do i make this go away so i can do my own red pill thing right pretty much because i i have a lot to learn and and actually put into right. practice because yeah yes. i got you 100 yeah. percent so here's the problem though. Life mm. is really difficult sometimes and you have yeah. to do some man shit. So if yep. you want to go the easy way, you could disappear. You can leave your whole family behind. Like that's a choice you're going to make. Not but you have to live with that choice afterwards. So if exactly. that's the type of man you want to be, do that. Go live somewhere else. Move somewhere else. Completely disappear. I have a friend. He did that. His family was dying. His mom was crazy. He's like, bye. I'm going to go do something else. And he has to live with that. And it haunts him every day. So you get to make a choice, dude. Choose your own journey. Who do you want to be? Mm. Do you want to be the guy who sticks around and takes care of his family? And then when they die, you inherit the things and you feel good about yourself? Or the guy who disappears? You choose. Pretty much. And yeah. the, the thing and the thing is, is that like um that the the choice of like leaving and just like not and not and just 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 doing that um quickly is is never something which could pop in my 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 mind, but my the, the issue is, is that I know that I'm going to stay and I know that I'm just going to keep caring for them and I'm going to stay in the house and I'm just going to try to, you know, work here and try to actually be more social from here. However, it's just going to be such a huge, it's just going to set, it's going to keep. It sucks. Setting me. Yeah, but look, man, have you considered that you maybe know. you could be in charge of the plan now that they're dying? I mean, they're, they're, they're have not. You ever considered to, have you ever considered taking control of the household and being like, yeah, actually, I'm the man now. And also, dude, you can delay gratification and have way more gratification later. I know. You can just be like, I'm going to be a man right now. And then in a few years from now, once I've owned my shit, now I can get everything that I wanted. Whereas if you ran away from that opportunity, you would just be a little boy who can shave living in a different country with no responsibilities. Do you want to be that guy? No. No, and, of course and, not. And and that's the thing is that I have no problem planning for the like long term and right now because most of my time has been just been focused on pursuing my professional life. Yes, then it it's it stands to reason that that's why I've made so much progress there. The the issue is is that that right now that because I'm getting much older and there's a bit of trepidation about you know how I will be able to actually date properly as bro. You can date who, properly as all right, hold, man. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What yep. what do you actually want to do? What do you actually want to do? Let's start let's with your slay. dreams. No, 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 no. Let's start <laughs> with your dreams. Let's let's go dreams. Give me your dreams, buddy. So my 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 dream is is that I could move and I could be self 
self-sustaining and you know that i could just learn the like just the proper level of like game just to be able to get you know sex wherever you're focusing I, on women that's that's mistake number one i have to cut you off there hmm written he's read some books about how to be a slayer and he has a vision of that that's what he wants to be like it's not a bad dream uh, but like, like unchained man like have you read unchained man no i haven't either of you it's a great book but he paints this picture that's so glorious like i want that he's like yeah be an entrepreneur don't let anyone dictate your time have multiple different women blah 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 yeah everyone wants that but you don't get that right away you put in work. <laughs> Sometimes it takes some time. And, you know, your situation is very difficult. I'm not trying to discount that. But it's very specific to you and your family. And you have to deal with that or not. So I guess, uh, look, man, the simple question is, can, can you deal with this now and get your affairs in order and then focus on yourself? That's, that should be the order of operations for you. Because clearly, you're not going to give up your filial piety. I know that. No, like leave it as an option, right? He could ditch all of that and move to America and, and no, do whatever no, no, he wants. No, 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 it's that he's going to do this, but it's just, it, do you have a plan? No, but I'm saying leave it open for him to say there is an option. I can do this. If I want to, I can become this person. I'm not forced into it. I have a choice. That's all I'm saying. Leave the option open. Right. Who do you want to be? You think, what do you think, animal? I think that right now that what like so what is is natural for me is to be at home and just keep and keep caring for the family while also pursuing my own um, professional life and, and trying to build a name for myself there. The problem is that that's quite it's easy for me and it's comfortable. It's comfortable. It's comfortable to become professional successfully. Um, what and, and the thing is, is, is that I will just keep using that as a sort of cope while not being able to force myself to say that, that okay, that it, this is a huge problem that, you know, that, that while my, my mom's condition is not. Okay, stable. bro, I got so, you. So it's all about, no, I got you. I, I got, I, listen, I got a solution for him. Here we go. All right. You're so good at business and making money that you buy a second property, which is your penthouse. And you use that to slay bitches. Boom. Got you. Become a slayer. Just do that. And have your family on the side that you take care of, but you also have a right. fuck palace that you bring girls to and you seduce them and you do all kinds of things to them. Boom. Got you. Yeah, just so yeah, I mean then for now, like the answer is just just to keep just to keep making dude. If you're obsessed with it and you're good at making money, go money, make yeah. tons of money and have a separate place that your family is not part of, that you can be yourself mm -hmm. and you can do your own thing. Yeah. Easy. Or you're just faking it and you're not actually good at making money and then you can't do that. It's not real. <laughs> it's more of a long-term thing, but I am getting there. So, okay. Yeah. Well, what can you do in the short term? Um, in the short term, I, I can't. I, I don't have an answer. I, so then I accept to, that yeah. reality. Whatever yeah. your short term is, say, this is pain. I don't like it. It's short term, mm -hmm. but I have a long game and it's going to be amazing. I'm in a penthouse. I'm going to bring girls there and then work your ass up and get that. Boom. You're welcome. Yeah. Make your fantasy a lot more realistic rather than just layering fantasy over your short-term goals. Hmm. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Make it, make it a smart goal. If you don't know what smart goals are, yeah. Google them, make yeah. them smart. Don't do dumb schools. They're just, you don't want those. Cool. Do we have anyone else for questions? Thank you both so much. Hey, Love man. You. Thanks for coming on. Go slay. All right. So, uh, all right. So we covered the parental ancestral part. So just, just to recap for whoever's watching on YouTube, eventually you find an identity hook, which maybe cultural family, whatever, you know, you get them to barf a little bit. Um, where I would, where I would say the linchpin is, is, what they can't escape is kind of their crazy because everybody's crazy in their own way. What they feel they can't escape about their own upbringing or their own ancestry, whatever they attach themselves to, that's their quote unquote crazy. Then you get into the personal, which is once you have that identity hook, like let's say, I don't know, they're American. They're really, they're really obsessed with being American. 
you look for something individual that's not connected to their relationships with other people. How have you done that, DTC? So, so you, you, you've gotten your hooks in and you're looking for something individual. How do you do so, that? I mean, th th this is how I played out, at least with this girl specifically, M. So M, I had just met that first night. And my whole goal is to can, you know, not convince her, but to paint a picture of a person that I am that is someone that she wants to be. And it's connected to her family, her life, what she values. So I asked her simple questions. So what's your family like? Oh, stepdad, not a great daddy. Oh, that sucks. Oh, you like to work out? What do you do? Is it Zumba? Is it this? Is it that? What does that make you? Who are you? And I find out all kinds of things about them that are personal, but also tied to their family. And this girl in specific does not have- well, so, uh, Hold on, I have to cut you off just for one second, which is how do you get them not stuck into feeling like they're in an interview? Where it's just boring question or something. Oh, so it's not an interview because it's more like I'm a psychologist. I have great questions to ask girls that make them open up. It's not an interview because I also I interject my own stuff. So I typically lead. There's a great video about uh, starting a dance party. Someone actually posted it on the Discord the other day. Like one crazy guy starts dancing. And all it takes to start a dance party is one more crazy person to start dancing. And once you have two crazy people dancing, a dance party's about to start. So I'm just the one who goes first. I lead them. I give them the crazy that they need to feel comfortable in their crazy. All right, that's good. So uh, the the last part where I would tie that, because we talk about parental slash ancestral. Once you have that hook, you need to make it personal. But personal beliefs are usually shaped in my opinion, by adolescent experiences like fighting against your parents, maybe uh, conforming to societal standards. Fighting against your parents is gold, right? So like I always ask girls, so you must fight with your mom all the time. And I want to know, do you have mommy issues or daddy issues? And then they're like, no, my mom was cool. My dad was the one who's a problem. I'm like, oh, tell me more. Why Boom, was daddy gold. a problem? <laughs> instant, instant gold. Yeah. All the feels. Actually, daddy wasn't around. He disappeared. <gasps> Tell me about that. How did that make you feel? Yeah, and that's the key to not making it an interview. Is uh, interviews are are disconnected, non-emotional experiences. Whereas, uh, where you should be focusing your game is, how do I connect this to a personal experience with the person I'm talking to? So this is critical. Someone asked me, how do I make conversations emotional? How do I get girls into emotions? And Part of it is, do you have trauma? So I personally have trauma. So if I tell my stories and let them in on my crazy, whether it's my divorce or whatever it is that I want to tell them that has some an emotional charge to it, now they have an opportunity to match me. And that's all you have to do is tell some stuff that you have in your life. If you don't have those, now you have to create drama and it gets a little different. Yeah, and I think the latter part is fairly uncalibrated and I think you've grown out of that. So let's focus on the first part, which is uh, once you've learned something about the ancestral or familial side and you've learned something personal, when you tie it together, you can kind of create your own little warp space, little time warp space, or what you call the simulation. What's the simulation to you, DCC? Uh, I don't know if I can explain that in actual words, but uh, simulation is when I have a hard time grasping whether or not what I'm experiencing is real or something that I dreamt as a, a possibility. It's like a, it's a, it's just in between. Is this a dream or is this real? Not sure. Yeah. And, and this is really what I focus on, which is um, if you can come up with something that relates to somebody on a deep level, which is, again, what we call the parental, the ancestral, if you mm -hmm. can connect it to something personal yeah. and then you can tie those two together and then say, Hey, um, I have a, I have a potential solution to that, but I'm not <laughs> willing to commit to it. But what I call offer an uncommitted solution. This is how you get people obsessed with you. Mm. I might have a solution because I understand you. No, it's not that I understand you. It's that I completely understand you. You make perfect sense to me and you're special to me. Mm, yeah, see, now you're getting it. So that's that's the feeling. It's like no one ever understood you. Like you make sense to me. I've seen you. And I actually said this to the girl, Em. I was like, when we were sitting there, I saw you. She's like, I know you saw me, baby. When you When a girl knows that you see her, 
Like that means you see her, like you see her as who she is, as her being. Girls love that. <laughs> they absolutely love it. They want to be seen. Yeah, and it goes deeper because when <clears throat> when you offer them an uncommitted solution, but you don't condition the solution, saying like, it's not that like you have to do this, you have to do that. It's just like, wow, oh, I really understand you. And here's why. And you should just you should just see how it feels. So it's really funny. Girls all do this. I mean, uh, at least my experience. They have this ideal person, right? Like their twin flame or their soulmate or whatever it is that they made up in their head that completes them and makes them the person they want to be. They interview people on a consistent basis to see if they match that profile. And your job is to say like, yeah, I fit that profile exactly. And the way you do that is by asking them questions. It's like, an, it's, it is an interview. It's a secret interview. You don't want it to feel like one but it is one like you're doing psychological digging to find out what it is they need. And almost all girls have the same need. It's really simple. I need a daddy. Like I didn't have one. Can you be daddy? <laughs> and if you can, and you can actually come through with the goods, you're good. Just be daddy. All girls want daddy. <sighs> well, all girls that we're interested in. Yeah. All the good ones at least. <laughs> but I mean, in general, like, let's be real. If, you know, you look at the population of dudes, most dudes are not great dads and therefore they leave their girls without good dad figures. So then we get to pick up the slack and be daddy for them. So it's not just pretending to be daddy. Like I really am daddy for the good girls. The ones who are really good, they get so much love. They get so much kindness and I make them feel better than their father could. It's great. And then they're addicted when you make them feel so fucking good. They don't know what to do about themselves. And then you also have crazy sex. They're they're in be daddy. Give them crazy sex. That's my answer. At least <laughs> the most simplistic answer. All right, boys. Well, you know what? We, we had a good chat. We had some good callers. Actually, we had some great callers tonight. Yeah. Thank you to I all of our chat. callers. And uh, you know, let's sign off, buddy. All right, dude. GG's. Cheers.